which I don't know how to measure because one goes on the bench and then another dashes into the glass and then one dashes little and one dashes big. We're talking about bitters still? Yep. (laughs) Two drinks in a bar. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema, two brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. Apparently, I say two drink cinema the same every time. Well, that's good branding. That's fine. Everybody knows that it's two, two drink, drink cinema. cinema. This week, we are reviewing Starship Troopers. Oh. You didn't enjoy it. Oh, it's fine. It was dumb. Anyway, that's yep. it. <laughs> End of episode. Let's have a drink. Sure. What's in this one, this, Lee? What's uh, it called? It's called a Starship Trooper. I don't know why. Okay. Um, but I didn't do that much research. It looks like you've made me a Canadian club and dry. I didn't do that much research because once I saw Fireball and Ginger Ale, I stopped. Oh, okay, good. Okay, because we know from previous episodes that I like the Fire Swamp, which is just that. This one is Fireball or Cinnamon Whiskey. Uh, ginger ale, two dashes of bitters, and two. which I don't know how to measure because one goes on Dash. the bench and then another dashes into the glass and then one dashes little and one dashes big. Some amount of bitters. We're talking about bitters still? Yep. Some amount of bitters, ice, and a lemon wheel. A lemon wheel. Yeah, not a wedge. A slice. A wheel that is in there. And so it does look like a CC and dry. Uh, but it is a Starship Trooper. All right. So cheers. Cheers. Fireball. Yep. I stirred it. It's fireball. It's fireball and dry. It's fireball and dry. <laughs> um, I can't taste the bitters. No, maybe I maybe didn't, didn't do dash enough. Big enough dashes. If, oh, uh, Starship speaking troopers. of that cocktail, would you like to know more? The uh, quantities are Tell on what, our I socials. I had less um, desire to know more as this movie went on. Um, this this is an example of a movie that if I just watched, I'd be like, yeah, this is a bit of just action, fun, stupidness. Yep. But because I had to watch it with a little bit more analysis, yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much. Wait, are we meant to be analysing these movies? Well, a little bit more note writing. Right. Okay. I, uh, it's whatever year it is where planetary defences are better than ever, but it's a pity that the special effects are not. So it's interesting that you said it's a year whatever it is. Yeah. Because the plot on Wikipedia says, starts with, in the 21st, 3rd century. We don't know that. No. While colonising new planets, we don't know that either. We don't know that. This is what we do know. Humans have encountered a hostile, non-technological insectoid species known as arachnids, but commonly referred to as bugs. They're not arachnids, though. I think I they've know, got the, um, the pincer arms front. They okay. run on four and then have four stabby arms at the front, oh, which they makes have them Oh, they stabby arms. Yeah. That's true. The bugs appear to be little more than savage, unrelenting killing machines, though there are suggestions that they were provoked by the intrusion of mm. humans into their habitats. Relentless killing machines, unlike the humans. Yeah, well, I think that's the point. It is based on Robert A. Heinlein's 1959 novel of the same name, Starship Troopers. Mm. The story follows a young soldier named Johnny Rico and his exploits in the Mobile Infantry, a future futuristic military unit. Yes, it's um, uh, grossed 54.5 in the US, total of 121. We said this in the last episode, worldwide against a budget of 105. That's but not a lot. it was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects at the Oscars, but lost oh, to Titanic. Titanic. Like everything that year, pretty much. But in 2012, Slant Magazine ranked the film number 20 on its list of 100 best films of the 90s. That is. Totally stupid. There were two live-action straight-to-DVD sequels, Starship Troopers 2, Hero of the Federation, and Starship Troopers 3, Marauder, and then two computer-animated films, Starship Troopers Invasion and Starship Troopers Traitor of Mars. I 
coming at obviously the story then when the, the video came on of the obvious telling the backstory yep that the video is i forgot that it was like ooh one year earlier or however long it was had been yep um was it a year two i think two yeah i didn't write it down one or two um it's hard to know because i don't know what year it Kasper is casper van uh, demon was 29 my then my question and was I was like, it. how old are these kids meant to be? Yeah. Are they in high school? Is this college? Well, that's what we were talking about. Is it high school or college? But then, because the guy, the, the dad other says, guy, go to Harvard. Yeah, it's high school. The other guy that is like his rival for Denise Richards' affection looks about forty-five. Yeah, I wrote that he's got to be forty. Yeah, I looked it the up. The only one that looks around the right age is Neil Patrick Harris. He looks the youngest of the four. Yeah, but that's because he still looks young. Yeah. But this is probably for a lot of people what the first thing they might have seen him in after Doogie Howser. So he probably looks old. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Whereas we look back on and go, oh, Barney looks a bit young. Yeah. Patrick Muldoon uh, is Xander. Um, and so he was born in 1968, which makes him... Oh. 29 as 29, well. 29, the same as Casper Van... He looks Van, much older. Casper Van Diem um, and Dizzy. Denise Richards is the youngest I at have 27. A, I have a question. Yeah. I'm getting this off, out the bat, right? Yeah. They're, off the bat. They're from, they're from Buenos Aires. Yes. And their names are Johnny slash Juan Rico. Yep. Abanez. Yep. Carmen and Abanez. Dizzy Flores. She's Isabel Flores, yes. They're white. They're so white. They're white people. Yeah. But they're... but they're. I forgot that it was set in Buenos Aires. Yeah, I don't know why that was like the centre of everything. It was weird yeah. for me. I feel like... Because oh, he's such white privilege. If you've listened to the Odd Socks Entertainment episode, you will have heard me say, I remembered something that I wanted to talk about being adapted from a book. This is it. Yeah, I didn't know it was a book. It's shit. <laughs> and I feel like the guy... <laughs> I was so funny then that Brett headbutted the microphone. Oh, Lord. It's the fireball. I feel like the guy set the novel in Buenos Aires and the characters were Johnny Rico and Carmen Ibanez. Yeah. But then instead of casting Latinx people, they cast white the, people. The whitest looking guy. Yeah. He's like a poster child for white privilege. Yeah. But Neil Patrick Harris is then paler. But he's not... His name's like Carl. Carl he's Carl Jenkins. Yeah. So they've said it in Buenos Aires and they've got this these Latin names, but they didn't then decide to move the city. Yes. Which they could have done. Yeah. Because you can have Johnny Rico living anywhere in the States. Probably California by the looks of him. Yeah. And by the looks of Denise Richards, probably California mm, as well. By the looks of her now, definitely California. Yeah. So it was the book that it was based on is, very, is a very right-wing book. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting because... Scriptwriter Ed Neumeyer, who had worked with Paul Verhoeven on um, Robocop, the oh, original, right. not the new one. Yeah, and they borrowed the same helmet. Yeah. yeah. He was a fan of oh, the helmets of shit. I'll get into that later. He was a fan of the novel since childhood, but Paul Verhoeven only read two chapters and it made him bored and depressed. Yep. So then just said to Neumeyer, just tell me what it's about. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> And then, what a great way to make a movie. Yeah. So what a great way to spend a hundred million dollars. That they wrote the script, and so they decided to. This is the thing that conflicted me. the The movie is the book is apparently I haven't read it. Very right wing, quite fascist society. Yes. Right, and this citizenship is, mm. I think, a much deeper thing in the book than it is in the movie. Yeah. So in the movie you want citizenship. Yeah. But I I feel like in the book 
not being a citizen is much lower. It's much more class set up. Uh, but that is there in the movie, but not hugely. And so they didn't include all of that, but then they still put Neil Patrick Harris in an SS uniform. Yes. I was like, he's a Nazi. Yeah, but no... no, uh, he's maybe, not a, Neil Patrick Harris is not a Nazi. No, no. Uh, his character is dressed like a Nazi. Maybe... maybe they glossed over the political... The yes. more political side of the book to just make it an, a stupid action movie. But then still made all the costumes yep. Nazi-ish. And commentary on citizens and yep. whatever the other word was. Um, citizens and civilians. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just... And they're all white. Except for a couple. But then he, like, leapfrogs the black guy. But then in there terms was of rank. also... Just a couple of propaganda things. Yeah. Like, the only bug is a good bug is a dead bug. Yeah, which was hilarious. The yeah. only good bug is a dead bug. I don't know if he said it like that, but he probably should have. He should have. But, like, I I feel like there was just a couple of little political things in there. Yeah. And initially it was canned by critics. Yep. Uh, at the start when it was first released. But in looking back now, people are like, oh, yeah, it's a really good political satire. I don't think it's political. But it's not. Like, I just feel like they've made a military action sci-fi and put a couple of political comments in there. Yeah. Yes, there are scenes that look like propaganda. And apparently there were... So, this is, again, from Wikipedia. The film includes visual allusions to propaganda films such as Why We Fight and Triumph of the Will. Triumph of the Will is is like the big, most well-known... You know, the Nazis made films that yes. were really just propaganda. Yeah. It's it's what's in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Triumph of the Will is the most famous of them. Yeah. And so apparently there are tributes to that in this movie. But the movie doesn't seem to then do enough, I think, to take the piss out of right-wing fascism, which is Paul Paul Verhoeven's intent. Because he said, so Michael Ironside asked... Is that um, a real person? Yeah, yeah. He's the teacher with the one arm. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. I thought that was a real person in real life. He is. Ironside. Yeah, yeah, Michael Ironside. He's an actor. Oh, that's his... Oh, shit. You, All right. Look, Google Michael Ironside. You'll know him. Um, who read the novel as a youth, said that he asked Verhoeven. So, Paul Verhoeven grew up in German-occupied Netherlands. Right? Yes. Yep. And so, Michael Ironside was like, why are you making this fascist movie? And Paul Verhoeven was like, if I make a movie that shows a perfect fascist world that is still shit... Yeah. Can't even kill bugs, or the whole point of creating this perfect world is just to kill bugs. Mm. Then people will think I'm taking, realize I'm taking the piss out of it, and right wing fascism stuff doesn't work. But I don't feel like he did that. I didn't get right. I never at one point thought this was some right wing fascism movie. No. The only thing that made me think, oh, yeah, this is fascist, is when. Neil Patrick Harris cosplays as an SS person at the end of the I didn't movie. even really... I just thought that was weird rather than a commentary yeah. on something. No, I didn't think it was a commentary. I was just like, why is he dressed as a Nazi? I feel like the costume designer ran out of ideas. Yeah, and he was just like... And there oh. wasn't a lot of ideas to begin with because, okay, what uh, you wear grey. You, grey. You, black. You, black and grey. Slightly lighter grey. You, Denise Richards, wear small pants with gigantic shoulders. Yeah. So she's a bitch. The novel has been accused of promoting militarism, fascism, and military rule. Okay, but the film I can apparently see, I can see how that could be if it went into more depth in a book. Yes, the film satirizes these concepts by featuring bombastic displays of nationalism, as well as news reports that are intensely xenophobic and propagandistic. Oh, yeah. Do you like to know more? I get the propaganda thing of the 
Kids crushing bugs. And the psychic, you know, you could be a psychic. Join the this, you get citizenship. Yeah. But there's only vague references to the benefits of citizenship in that shower scene. Yeah, when they're all naked, and that's not what you're paying attention to. No. And it's like they all, you can tell they all want to be citizens. She wants to but be a politician. Only that and she, one scene. She wants to be a politician. So she has to become a citizen. And she just becomes that military infantry thing, which is a, the worst kind. Yeah. So is she might really going to be a good politician? Shortest time. I don't know. Anyway, Easiest we don't know. one to get into. I want to have a baby. I don't get that. You need a baby license. You need baby li- overpopulation. You need, to be a ci- you need to be a citizen yeah, okay. in order to be able to have a baby. Mm. It's population control, which is a very It's almost like the opposite thing. of what America are doing at the moment. Or yeah. in Texas, we'll say. The you want to know a thing about the shower scene? Is there a mistake in it? Other than boobs. Other than boobs and butts. So they they wanted the shit. There's two boobs in it, right? One is when Johnny Rico's like, well, if I can't have Denise Richards, I'll have this other chick. Yeah. And she's all happy about it because she loves him. Yeah. Uh, But... Then there's the co-ed shower scene, which, yay for equality. Woo. But I also think it's a very less sexualized society. Yes. Because I feel like Casper Van Diem and Denise Richards don't have sex until the night of the dance. Yeah, because she's a tease. Yeah. No, but I also think because sex is not a thing. She's a tease. She's also a tease. Yeah, she's a bitch. So, there were two scenes... But they were taken out when it was put on TV. Okay. Which then makes that citizenship thing even less because you don't get the explanation of why yeah, they want to be citizens. But anyway, yeah. the cast agreed to do the shower scene, but only if Paul Verhoeven agreed to direct the scene naked, <laughs> which he did. So, And Paul Verhoeven's Dutch, right? European. They're much, much more okay with yeah. the nudity. Right. This is his God. quote. Verhoeven found it strange. Americans get more upset about nudity than ultraviolence. I'm constantly amazed by that. I mean, I haven't seen any sex scenes in American film that are anything other than completely boring. A bare breast is more difficult to get through the senses than a body riddled with bullets. That's true. That's true. And Verhoeven does both of those in all of his films. Total Recall, there's a character with With three three boobs. boobs. Yeah. And who gets bullet riddled? So she ticks oh, both she, of those it's boxes. It's like just put it all in one yeah. box. Just get this character past the senses and then we're okay. Did you recognize the biology teacher? I did. And yeah. I had to look it up and I was like, oh, she's. And, but as soon as she spoke, I'm like, oh, that's Blanche. Yeah. It's Blanche. That's great. She's had a cheesecake. And is a blind biology teacher? No, but she's got the other senses because it's apparently the 23rd century. Right. Yeah. Um, they would be wearing gloves. Um, okay. You've done a biology subject. They would be wearing gloves to dissect a bug. They would be. I wore gloves to dissect a rat. They would be wearing gloves to completely disembowel a bug. Yeah. Why they needed to know that, I don't know. To dissect a bug. The same reason you need to dissect a rat. Yeah, but their whole point is you're going to kill them. So you're just going to shoot them. But to know the bug, to beat the bug, we have to know the bug. But that's not until later in the movie. But anyway. I feel like that's always there. But, oh, interesting choice of casting, Rumor McClanahan. Interesting rank of where she comes in the credits as well. Ahead of a lot of people. Yeah. Ahead of all of the people that do boot camp. Yeah. Ahead of, yeah. And they had lines and then died. Yeah. I want to have babies. Ahead of her. Yeah. And ahead of Breckenridge, whoever that, that is, oh, okay. somebody else in the shower. She was good though. But there's a lot of TV, good TV people in it. Did you get see the medical examiner from CSI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then did you see the vet from Teen Wolf? Mm. That's where I knew him from. Yep. And this my is another. My father's not home tonight. Do they actually have sex? Well, I don't know. I don't reckon they do. Only see... because Denise is a tease and I hate her. 
I really don't no, like her in this only movie. Only because it's not a sexualized society. She's no, but she's just her character is shit. So, character's shit. In the um, previewings, what do they call them? Trailers. No, when you sh- the audience viewing before they finish the film. Oh, previews. Oh, the yeah. Test screening. Test screening. Yep. Test audience reactions led to several minor changes before the film was released. Originally, it was clear that Carmen was torn between Rico and Xander. Test audiences, regardless of gender... Here, this is 1997. Okay. You'll see that it's very different to 2022. Yep. Not that different. Strongly felt that a woman could not love two men at once. So scenes which portrayed this were cut... Were they really? These audiences also felt it was immoral for Carmen to choose a career ahead of being loyal to Rico. Oh, God. To the extent that many commented that, in so doing, Carmen should have been the one to die instead of Dizzy. (laughs) Because she decided on a career. Women, even in 1997, even in 2022, should choose a a man over a career. People were writing these Jesus on the surveys Christ. after the test screenings of Starship Troopers. Oh my God. While admitting it may have been a bad commercial decision not to change the film to accommodate this, the producer and director did cut a scene from after Xander's death in which Carmen and Rico kiss, which the audience believed made the previous betrayal even more immoral. Yeah. So she chose a career and then she chose back to Johnny Rico. Yep. She still loves Johnny. That's clear. She's, yeah. Because as soon as they're like, the first thing she does when it's all those people die is look up Johnny Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She's a, I didn't like her character. Go into that more. Oh, well, I just, she was, well, she's a tease. She's a tease. Yep. Then she's like flirting with this other guy in front of Johnny Rico. Yeah, who's clearly like, I never played Old enough high to be her fo- dad. Yeah, but I never played high school football. But if you're dating one football player from a team, yeah, you know, regardless of anything else, that the same player on the other team is going to be his rival. Yeah. Don't flirt with him. Yeah, but she does. But then she and still then, goes back to Johnny, and then she goes, and then thing, and then they dance, and then she goes, and then she sends that message of. I think we should break up because I'm going to have a career. What then, Wikipedia oh. calls a Dear John letter. And then she like, and then they run into each other. Yep. And then she's like, you don't look happy to see me. I'm like, well, fuck, of course I don't, you stupid bitch. Yeah, I yelled at the screen too. I'm like, because you just ripped his fucking heart out. You broke up with him over Skype. I don't know. Well, it's interesting Video that messenger. they still say, write me. Yeah, I thought that too. After it's like, write me. I'm like, um, you can do video message. Yeah, but no, but even at the end of the video message, she says, write me. Yeah. Like, no one, no but one's also, writing anything. She's quite. She's a terrible quite actor. Cocky. A terrible oh, yeah. actor. The characters, there's not much to her. She's just a kind of cocky. Um, and she's very. What's the word? Look how good I am. I got 97% on my math test. Yeah, I don't know. But then she seems surprised that her dumb jock pretty boyfriend only got 35. Yeah. Of course. Of course. He's too worried about your boobs. He is just... He can't do well on a maths test because he has blue balls every day. Mixed signals. Because of you, he cannot concentrate. Mixed signals on the start and he's drawing that weird thing. Yep. And then sends it to her. And then she gives airdrop, a smiley flirt and then her, And then sends the thing of blowing bubblegum in his face. And then after the thing, kisses him anyway. Mixed signals. No, but doesn't kiss him in the hallway. Oh, not here. Not here. Well, Even fuck though off. that other couple is making out right there. Yeah. Bloody. And she can't act. Fucking hell. She's terrible. It's really, Denise Richards is it's terrible. It's really hard to know whether Casper or Denise are worse. I think the brain. Denise. I think the brain bug acted better than either of them. Uh, yeah. I think the guy that got his head shot off acted better after his head was shot off. There was some lines where it's like, 
Rico, Johnny Rico was like all right acting wise, but then other times it was awful. Any Medic. any any time he was talking to his parents, ah, that was terrible because his about, parents were terrible as well. And then it was like five years older than it was him. Like, oh, is that rain? It's getting dark at this time of year. No, it's a freaking bug asteroid. And idiot. then the asteroid hits, and then they watch the thing, and then Dizzy goes to Johnny. It's like, that's home. I'm like, we know. We knew that already. You don't have to be like, it's us. It's Buenos Aires. It's home. But I I don't know if I did know that that well. I did. I did say Buenos Aires Get High School. Get him Oh, and the thing where he gets the... Oh, it's a futuristic thing. Yep. Then maybe some of the comment on the right-wingy fascism be bit. I don't know if it is. Mm. Is the punishment of hanging... And lashes. Oh yeah. And death. Did he did he get lashes because that's a punishment, or just so we can have another scene of Casper Van Dien with his shirt off? Because that's the best thing that he brings to the movie. Maybe that one. Yeah. Because he's much better shirtless than he is talking. That's true. And his bum is much better than his facial expressions. But they all carry around nuclear weapons that don't need to be recharged, reloaded ever, or don't. No, the guns never need to be reloaded. The guns never except need- when they're defending the compound and they all run out of bullets. Yeah. But the nukes, like, there's no fallout from these mini nukes. Yeah, I don't know. And they can breathe in space. So they've clearly evolved to that level. Yeah. There are space issues. There are plenty of issues. I did write, is co-ed showers equality? Yeah, sure. But then not? I wrote next to it, boobs. <laughs> boobs. I did see. This if it was the... real equality, you'd see dick and boobs. That's true, but it was 1997, and as Paul Verhoeven said, you're much like more likely to get ultra violence through than anything mm. nudity. And also, who thought of these bugs? One is the arachnids. Then there's these other big bugs that shoot fire. The tankers. Then there's the other ones that shoot like polar plasma. La- laser plasma out thingies bums. out of their bums. Then there's those little. Domey ones, the ones they're dissecting. Yeah. Then there's the brain bug. Yeah, it's weird. I think the bugs actually look pretty good. Yeah, but it's more the scene when there's bugs and people. Yeah, that don't look quite good. Like um, when he stands there <laughs> with a big one and he chucks the grenade in the bug. Yeah, and then he stands there and it blows up behind him or whatever. Yeah. And he stands there, it's just like this blown up bug and it's just like, doo The fact that he can stay standing on that bug is pretty good. Yeah. His sense of balance. You know what would have made that good is if in the pre, before they signed up their school, they went out to the bar one night and did some mechanical bull riding. Or because he's from Buenos Aires, he's, he's surf surfed. or whatever, yeah. Is there a movie that has, like, surfing football in it? Surfing football? No. Like a football that surfs or? No, like you're on a surfboard and playing, playing football. football. I don't think so. Yeah. Why? I feel <laughs> like there's some other futuristic football that is, oh, maybe it's in Tron. I anyway. think you're thinking of Quidditch. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Maybe if Johnny Rico had played Quidditch, it would have been more believable that he could balance on yeah, the tanker yeah, bug. Yeah. I find the idea of a bug that things offensive. You know one thing? There are a couple of things that they got right in the future prediction. One is that they would send a film crew right next to a bug in a war zone. Yep. The two is that an on-air TV debate just results in two people yelling at each other <laughs> and being conceited that their opinion is a, is accurate. Yeah. That is 100% correct. Can we just go back to Carmen being a tease? Sure. Because I know you want to rant about it. Even though she's a tease, Xander describes her as a little wild on the stick. <laughs> Horniness point. But then Xander cancels out that good line by saying, ready, steady, go, before they launch that ship. <laughs> but then at some point, like Xander the year, brings the... It's the year 23-something. Yeah. Ready, apparently. steady, go. Well, yeah. No. Um, 
he, he brings her, Xander brings her coffee at one point. It's like, how did you know? And he's like, I can anticipate you. You know what I want. Or I know what you want or something. Yep. I'm like, ugh, creepy. No, I reckon he bought her coffee because she's doing the night shift. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah. Um, How did that, you know that first thing, It gets, they get shot by the plasma, right? Yeah. The ship gets shot by the plasma and, and you they, see an explosion. No, but, And then they just leap over the control desk. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then something happens on the planet. Mm. Then it goes to like Rico on the, on the planet. And then the pilot that picks them up is Denise Richards in the plane. That's fine. Or something. No, they get home and their plane's fine. Like, no, you, that that is not possible. Different plane. How did you survive? No. Nah. Because they no. leapt over the control desk and shielded themselves. Oh, God. Another science issue, right? Yep. Denise Richards says, I replotted the course because women are smarter than men. And he punches the course into the computer and the computer says, optimal course. If the computer can say optimal course to him, to her course, yeah, surely the computer would be able to say not optimal course yeah. to him. Surely you, the point would be to get the optimal course, so you wouldn't stop plotting your course until it's optimal. Until the course, until the computer says optimal. Yeah, but the computer would have said not optimal when you punch yeah. the first course in. Yeah, it's like ninety-seven percent optimal. Maybe yeah. it was like, oh, it's good enough. It's like, oh, whatever. This is only a training thing. We're not at war. But if Denise hadn't replotted they wouldn't have met that asteroid, mm. that bug asteroid. That hit Buenos Aires. It's really lucky that we saw that he plays football because then that play is run later in the laser tag. Yeah. That one play that from one football. Play. And then we saw that he could, and she, that she could, um, Dizzy throw. could throw things. Yeah. But Dizzy was always going to be second to Rico. Oh, but when she died and it was like, I'm lucky I had, I was, I'm glad I had you. Oh, like, oh 40, there's a better way to say that. Point. She is totally blunt and not at all subtle about the fuck. Uh, fuck. <laughs> the fact that he, she wants to the fuck. The fact that she wants to fuck Johnny Rico. <laughs> she just, wa- almost while he is dancing with Carmen, Dizzy comes up and goes, Oi, why aren't you with me? Yeah, Oi, I'm better than her, but not. Yeah, but not. <laughs> But like, yeah, anyway, she could have played pro football, I think, is one of the things they were saying. But I don't know, because they glossed over a lot of things. And then all of a sudden, it goes from military, sci-fi, futuristic, fascism, piss take to romance, and they're fighting over a girl. Yeah. Um, but it's weird. Then the, 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 the vet from um, Teen Wolf. Yeah. This is one example. He's shooting this bug, and there's green goo going everywhere. Yep. I don't know. And she's like, it's already dead. And then she has a bit of green goo on her helmet. And the next shot, it is like perfectly 50-50. Her helmet oh, yeah. is covered in yeah. green. And so is like the back of her helmet. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. It's really bad. I didn't look that deeply because the further along I went, I'm like, I'm ruining this movie for myself. Hey, Rico, you kill bugs good. This is another example now now we're friends. of a script making an actor look bad. He's because in something in, else. In Teen Wolf, Seth Gillum, in Teen Wolf, he's good. Yeah. I, and, yeah. Or maybe it's like a ranking scale. Like in Starship, he's actually the same good actor in Starship Troopers and Teen Wolf. But when you're comparing him to Tyler Posey... He oh, seems okay. much better. Yeah, but right. But then against he's, he's against Casper Van Diem in this, so he yeah. should seem amazing. I feel like I've seen him in other stuff. ER. Probably. It's where he learned his vet stuff. Yeah. Probably. The The action of the bug fights, I think, are go- is good. I think it's good. The Oz. The Great and Powerful. Yeah. No, the the TV series. Oh, okay. In the prison. Oz, that's what I've seen. Oh, not the movie Oz the Great and Powerful. No. Is that Zach Braff? No, it's James Franco. Oh, okay. Anyway. Uh, yes. The, the bug action is good. Yeah. The, the war you know, stuff is good. When there was one video of Neil Patrick Harris, who he went from 
in a year of the thing went from cadet to being the most senior ranking yeah, officer ever. Because he's super ever. smart, psychic, and willing to keep a secret. Um, he was doing that video of bugs, and if you you can shoot them, and they'll still kill you. But you have to shoot this. I think I had the point. same note as you. Did you not share that with the mobile infantry? I wrote NPH killed it, killed in like two shots. But all the mobile infantry takes twelve people and two magazines to shatter one into a million pieces. Yeah, and also like the first attack on the planet, Clendathu, was badly planned. It. I'm like Gallip- bomb the shit Gallipoli. Bomb. Just gonna say Gallipoli. Bomb the planet from above. No, because they were just. Tr- That's when I remembered that they were trying to find the brain bugs. Yeah, but at that point they weren't. They were just trigger happy no, they because were. their Buenos Aires got bombed. No, they were. They were just also George W. Bush style using something oh. as an excuse to invade a planet. Are you saying that Americans shot first and asked questions later? Uh, that doesn't seem like No, that. it doesn't. And don't sue us Americans. The biggest comment that I think there is in the whole thing is we thought we were smarter than them. Yes, that was as, good. As a reason for launching a bad That's the best thing she said war. in the whole movie. I, I remember when you used to dance. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> I wrote that down as well. Rico, you kill bad's good. Then they had a party. Here's the beer. Here's the entertainment. The entertainment was... A violin and, a and four different types of sporting balls. Yeah, maybe a vortex. Yeah. And then he plays the, like... Ace can play the violin. He played the violin and he played like do the... Do 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 do. He played like the American South Civil War theme. Oh, really? I'm like, was that intentional? That's a comment. That'll come up in a future Patreon.com. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's oh. where I recognise it from. Not playing and a violin. Like, I remember when you used to dance. I don't know where that accent comes from. <laughs> she must have just been a really big fan of the cause. I don't point. know. She was like, I was like, this is weird. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, I'm not going to socialise with you. And then the um, sergeant guy's like, don't give... Don't miss a good opportunity. Hey, ex-student, go and have sex with that other ex-student of mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they go, and then he goes, Rico, you have to come. It's like bad choice of words. Uh, <laughs> it's, we have to do this thing in 10 minutes or something. Who's there with you? So I'll make it 20. All right, let's just put the war on no. hold for sex. But then she goes, can we do it? He's like, I can do it's it. like, you can do it. And you can I'm probably like, do it twice. Yeah. He's only had sex once. Yeah. And he's blue balled. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, this might be another anti-war, anti-military, subtle satire thing. Okay. The amount of smirking that Casper Van Diem does when he gets a promotion, when he does a shooting well, when he doesn't die, he's just smirking yeah, he's all just smirking. the time. It's white privilege. But I think also then there's like the, they come back and they've survived Clendathu. Mm. They're all happy and woo, yeah. woo, 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 let's get it's a bit too much. Woo, woo. And then it's this and then um, it's some of the way they shot when people got killed by bugs was weird, especially Dizzy. She was like through the. She threw the grenade and it blew up. And then yep. she's like, yeah. And then she turned around and he's like, what's it behind you? As soon as you celebrate then, something in a yeah, war movie, that, you're fucked. I'm like, don't celebrate. Get yeah. on the fucking yeah. plane. And then, or whatever. And then Boat. she turned around and the way that it was like slow motion and then stabbed her four times. Yeah. But they still took her on the plane. Whereas the big bug ripped off the sergeant or whoever's legs and they shot him. Yeah. He's like, nah, shoot me. Mind you, the medical examiner from CSI had no legs and one arm. Yeah. And he was still in a death He job. could have done something. I think the point is like, that's him. It's just any way to um, get him a promotion that he didn't deserve. Yeah, like all the others. 
Yeah, are there no other people that have worked there or been well, there longer than them? Do you know where there aren't good people in this army? Everywhere. In the helmet making department. <laughs> because not only is that dumb farmer guy's helmet fucked and it means he gets his head blown off, no one in the whole movie because they're like has a helmet that sits on their head properly. They're down o- already over your eyes. Either down over their eyes or some of them are on an angle. They yeah. don't sit straight. Some of them sit far forward. Some of them sit too far back. They're just shit helmets. Maybe that was one thing they cut on the budget. Helmets? Yeah. What? Straps that could tighten a helmet? Yeah, maybe. Or just make better in, helmets. In that one line that I thought was terrible, in that compound scene, they got, they're looking around and they find this and that and dead person here and... This guy's got his brain sucked out. Then there's a massive hole in the ground. Yeah, no. And that's they go, where they came yeah, in. That's where they got in. Like, no, no shit, mate. They didn't come through the freaking front door. Yeah, they didn't ring the doorbell. And that general, that was weird He's and someone. unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe that was then to show that he was losing his mind. Yeah. That bit with the brain, and then you could see it drilled into the top of his head. And then the sergeant, whatever, just digs his fake fingers around in there. Yeah, then sucks sucks his brains out with the brain bug sucking the brains of the 45-year-old high schooler out. Hilarious. Yeah. Can I tell you one thing I don't like about movies? Um, I don't like when blood gets on the camera. Oh, yeah, no. Because it totally takes you out of being in there. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, we're filming this. Yeah, there's a, yeah, yeah. As yeah. opposed to you're there. I get that if it was like the news reel thing. Yeah. But no. But also, a couple of times it was bug blood, which is special effects. Why let that get yeah, on the camera? That's, that's a that's a deliberate thing. Yeah. That was not great. They, there was some there was plenty of mistakes in this movie. That was true. That was true. The music. I do feel do, like do, do, yeah. Paul Verhoeven. Went to whoever composed this music. Yep. And went, I want you to write a, a, um, a score that is similar enough to Star Wars, but not that similar that we'll get sued. But also not as serious. Because I was watching the credits and then I stopped and then I had Star Wars stuck in my head. Yeah, okay. It's afraid. I... Yeah. It's afraid. <sighs> and the man that saved it all was a mobile infantry trainer from whatever. Why? Because he caught the bug. Why was that such a big thing? Well, because the ho- there's meant to be, but it's not deep enough, a whole thing of mobile infantry just do the dying. Yeah, but like, do the flying, why him? we do the dying. Why not Johnny? Yeah, but like, why do we need to be like, well done, Sergeant? Like, oh, I'm a private. Because I suppose he had to become a private to join it. They made yeah, a little no, bit because, of that scene. Yeah, no, but also because everyone wants to go to war. So he took himself down to private because it's the best thing a citizen can do is fight for your planet. But I don't know why it needed to be. Because that makes the But point. he was an asshole. It's not like we cared about him as a character. I didn't care about any of them. He wasn't really in it that much. I cared the most about none of them, actually. I didn't really care about shit. All right. I didn't really care about Johnny Rico. I wanted Denise Richards to die. Because Neil she Patrick betrayed Harris him. Was smug. He was the best actor. Of all the kids, which is not surprising. Yeah, that's same. Dizzy wasn't bad. Yeah, she was good. Um, I don't know why, speaking of helmets, I don't know why Denise Richards doesn't do up her helmet before she crash lands that aircraft. Uh, because it doesn't look good on her face. Yeah, true. So, Jurassic World 3, whatever the shit it's called, Dominion. is out now. Dominion. Yes. Yeah. I have... Whenever we've seen the trailer, Shane and I have said, and I've said, we got no chance. If dinosaurs get out, 
Oh yeah, we got no fucks. chance. Yeah, Shane's like, no, we've got all the guns and we just, you know, we got the big shit and we shoot them. None of this shit worked on the bugs. True. So this, and I said this to Shane, this is why I reckon if dinosaurs got out, we wouldn't stand a chance. Because look at us trying to fight these arachnids. Because we would just try to shoot them. We'd just try to shoot them, but they're smarter. Yeah. And they would breed more and we'd have no chance. TV actors. We said TV actors. So we've had Rue McClanahan. Denise Richards. And we said... She's in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, okay. Uh, we said Rue McClanahan. We said Seth Gillum. Um, but also in there was uh, Dean Norris, who is the brother-in-law of... Chuck um, Norris? No. The brother-in-law in Breaking Bad. Right. Okay. So he's quite a TV. And Brenda Strong. Brenda from Strong. Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives. Yeah. So and also, this Clancy Brown TV is someone. Who's he? Clancy Brown. Oh, he's in Shawshank. He? That's what I recognize him from. Okay. Marshall Bell is the general. He's in something too. But Most anyway. of them are in Starship Troopers. Yeah, that's true. Amy Smart, she's in stuff. I think for trivia, we can't do a six degrees because we've gone through everyone. That's true. Shall we do some reviews though? Yes. All right. Let's take a break. We'll do some reviews. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod. All right, some reviews. I'm going to go straight in with a five star. Go for it. John says, five stars. One of the best movies ever. Wow. This movie was amazing to me when it first came out. Never understood why they made low-budget sequels because it only made $4 million at the box office with such fantastic universe and movie concept. Still watch this movie from time to time, never gets old. Really hope they reboot it, but stay true rather than reimagine it. The first movie was perfect. I want to see more of the same. No need for 1,000 times new bugs and OP weapons. Less is more. Interesting. Mm, right. Don't know. I have a one-star review. Not surprising. Galactically bad. Oh. Bad on every level I can think. Bad war film. Bad action film. A far worse than stupid political commentary. If this was simply a bad film, that would be fine. But the fact that it is based on a classic science fiction novel makes it a crying shame. I remember how excited fans of the book were that it was finally being made into a film and how disappointed they still are that Verhoeven did it. I'm not surprised people will try to give the film credibility by talking about how complex it is. Um, no. It's not, really. It doesn't come across as having a bad script and bad acting and a morally bankrupt point of view because it's making a statement. It comes across that way because it has a bad script. It's true, truly badly directed, and yeah, most of the acting isn't great. <sighs> On the other hand, the script's subtle as a jackhammer political wo- agenda and wooden dialogue would have been hard to rise above even if the director did have some sort of vision that was worth sharing. Why That's bother using Heinlein's Yeah, true. Why bother using Heinlein's book if you have so little respect for it? Why ruin the film adaptation of a book for your own purposes? How arrogant, self-serving, and irresponsible is that? The combat sequences make no sense whatsoever, with the high-tech space marines charging the bugs in a way that would seem more appropriate in Braveheart, being especially bad. I can't remember being more disappointed by a film ever. You won't just want your money back. You'll be regretting losing those two hours of your life. God. I think that person likes the book. Yeah. So So this one is relevant to the book too. The director was hired to adapt the book, read it, went, this is some militaristic garbage, and made a movie that constantly dunks on its source material. 
No one got this movie when it came out because it's virulently anti-war. It's a farcical future propaganda movie from an imperialist power. That's why they hired soap opera actors and why everything is so cheesy. Or why Neil Patrick Harris is dressed like an SS officer at the end of the movie and everyone's super cool with it. (laughs) Or why there are propaganda commercials where they give little Timmy an assault rifle. Of course the satire flew over American critics' heads because America is an imperialist power. (laughs) Oh, Harsh. God. 19 people found that helpful. Anybody who's actually read the great book by Robert Heinlein, if that's how we're pronouncing it, on which this movie is supposedly based, will not help but give it a trash rating. The book is subtle, intelligent, well-written, thought-provoking and fun. This movie is none of those things. That's true. I understand what the director is trying to achieve and I appreciate the underlying cynicism of the overly simplistic story. The point is Verhoeven did a massive disservice to an exceptional novel written by one of the great science fiction writers of our time for we can maybe forgive it. Apart from that, of course, the movie itself sucks too. One of the commentators asks how to explain the poor showing of this movie at the box office. I'll do it for you. Poor acting plus poor script equals crappy movie. Verhoeven would have done well to actually read the book. It would have helped. He should have sent his scriptwriter to school, which also might have helped. Avoid this one. What does that mean? And if you think it is good, go read the book first. There's another one below on a, above that's quite long, but the last sentence is: Don't ever see this movie if you have if you value your intelligence. Oh, <laughs> um, Paul Verhoeven said it's actually quite a bad book. I don't know if he means badly written well, he didn't, or just I didn't think he read great. it. Did he? This was another one related to the book, and I'm not sure this seems odd because most of the talk about it has been how different to the book it is. Yeah. But this person said this. Five stars. The book was written by the Dean of Science Fiction, Robert A. Heinlein. I only wish more of his works had been made into movies. Everything was fantastic. Story, casting, special effects, and all. I highly recommend the book and the movie. If the political views are different, I think we need to know all sides and take into consideration different points of view. Susan, that's not what we do in 2020. No. We don't do that. Or even 2022. I've gone on to common sense. Yeah, it is 2022. (laughs) Thank you. I've gone on to commonsensemedia.org. There's not too many parents' reviews. I think most of the reviews are from kids Uh who who want to review it and give it five stars so that their friends' parents will let them see boobs. Oh, okay. That makes because sense. Because Alex says, one of the best films of all times, sex and nudity, 8 out of 10, violence, 10 out of 10. He's 13 years old when he writes this. Derpy Dino is also 13. I think it's a good movie. I watched this movie a long time ago when I was eight. But it is a really gory movie with a slight nude scene. But caution, the amount of death and gore is sickening to some people. Yep. And he says the title has too much violence, too much sex, too much swearing, too much drinking, drugs, smoking. Um, no. A train boy is 12 years old. I'm not sure. For a sci-fi fascist propaganda movie, it isn't bad. I used to teach 12-year-olds. <laughs> I'm not sure many knew. <laughs> I don't sci-fi think I even know what fascist, fascist propaganda. Means. Then someone whose uh, screen name is Starship Troopers. Oh, I'm assuming they liked that movie. Says better than Star Wars. Delete. This is one of the Enough. most violent sci-fi <laughs> movies. I saw it when I was 12, and I was not disturbed by the violence of or nudity or the language. I think if you like Star Wars and bloody gore, this is a music for you. This title has great role models. Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no. Okay. Shall we minquo it up? Yes, let's minquo. Okay. I'm just going to assume that you didn't cry. Uh, no. Okay. I cried when it was over because I was happy. Oh. Apart um, house... He's got a big house because he's privileged. Yes, Johnny Rico They does. share like, you know, but then they're at war. 
They don't live. They no. live in like a one. ship. One. One? Because it's bunks and barracks. Arousal. It's a fair bit of horniness in it. Yeah, but only in a couple of scenes. A couple mm. of scenes are quite horny. Then the rest is just horny That's for war. That's true. Two and a half? Three? Um, I'd say two. Two. But if you think maybe a two and a half, three, we can give it a two and a half. Um. Well, she's horny. Dizzy's horny for Johnny uh, Rico all the, the whole time. movie. Yeah. And he's horny for Denise. Denise is horny for anybody that will pay her attention. And he, that other he, Xander, is horny for Denise I'm too. Give it two and a half. Okay. Yep. Alcoholic. No. They don't drink at all, do they? They have. Michael Ironside brings out a keg. Ooh, that's true. In one scene. Yeah, that's incidental drinking. That's incidental drinking. Point one, five. Point five. Just point five. Yep. Coke or Pepsi? It's the future. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, Coke will have survived into the 23rd century. Pepsi uh, is American. Neither. neither. I, I, didn't, I don't think there was I any I don't think I saw either. Stand-up. Stand-up ability. Mm. Effects-wise, not awful. No, there are many movies from 1997 that whose special effects would look much worse. Yeah. Um, story. Story, terrible. Acting, terrible. A one and a half? One and a half. Which is all for the special effects. Yeah. Memorability. Uh, for me, it's a three, three and a half. and a half. Yep. I do... It was one of those movies I did remember it as I was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I remember this bit. The brain bug. Uh, and then when they got to the compound thing, I was like... Oh, that's right. There's a hole in that guy's head. Like I remembered bits like that, yeah, yeah. but I couldn't remember a lot of it other than it was people in the future finding bugs. Yeah, I remembered boobs. I remembered the guy gets his head blown off. I remembered more. Three and a half. Uh, I don't know. Two, two and a half. I'm gonna go two and a half. Uh, two, 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 two. This is almost going con air. Ooh. Oh dear. Impact. None. <laughs> Gave us Casper Van Diem. Negative one. Negative one. one. <laughs> um, I don't think it... There's nothing special effects, story, no, acting, no, people-wise no, that impacted no. anything. Paul Verhoeven already had a career. I'm going to give it a one. Yep. Shit. Nostalgia. It's the first time I saw boobs on the big screen. Oh, that's a five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually going to give it... A three and a half for nostalgia, nostalgia. which is reasonably high. I'm going to give it a three because I do remember watching it and I do remember Medic. And I do remember, I remember when you used to dance. I remember when you used to dance. (laughs) I hope people have watched it because otherwise that line means nothing. This whole episode probably (laughs) means nothing. It means nothing. You haven't watched it? Um, Considering we just quoted the movie, quotability. Um... Would you like to know more? Maybe I should put that at the give start it a of every one episode. and one and a half. I'm going to give it a one point two five then. Oh God, I'm giving it a one, one and a half or one, one and a half or well, one. What's your score? Mm, I'll give it a one. It's pretty low. Overall, I'm giving it a two oh, or a one and a half. No, see, this is the thing. Overall. I'm going to give it a three and a half. <laughs> that makes no sense. You rated this almost the same as you rated Batman Returns. Yeah. But the stand-up ability, the quotability, the memorability, the horniness aren't relative to how much I enjoy watching I, the movie. Rather than thinking, great, this is a great action movie, I laughed more than anything, I think. At the corny dialogue and the bad way sometimes the bugs stabbed people in the leg. So then is it more in line like the Plan 9 from Outer Space? Well, it's not that bad that it's good. No, but like it's bad, it's good. I'm going to go a one and a half. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sticking with a three and a half because it's just a good action movie. If I wasn't watching it to write notes to have funny things to say about it for the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just enjoy watching it. Right. Even though on all my re... 
all my previous watchings, I did not recognize Rue McClanahan. But it yeah, does help. I just binged Golden Girls. Um, all right. So. Have I saved it from being Conair? Yeah. <laughs> um, the Chad score was four. Oh. Um, and the overall. Paul Verhoeven. Why couldn't you get es- some product placement in there? <laughs> overall, S. Minquo is t- 24.25. Oh geez, that's a twenty. Which gives it a total of twenty-eight point two five. Which, if I go to the totals quickly, we will see that it is third last. Oh, okay. Conair. Conair was twenty-five point five. Yep. The Rescuers is twenty-six point five. So this is twenty-eight point two five. It's so funny. I liked the Rescuers and I liked Starship Troopers. I did not like Conair, but yeah, our scale is our scale. Yeah. They're the things that we value in movies as well as enjoyment, which is why I could rate it low on everything, but then give it a 3.5. Have you got a trivia for what you would like us to watch next? I do. Okay. Ready? Would you like a second to get that ready? No. So you've got a 54321. I've got a 5432 because you'll get it. By, okay, by before one. the cinnamon. If you don't get it up to starring, okay, then we're we're doing the wrong nine to five. Thing. Dolly Parton. Oh no, I do have five. Okay, because I put one in. Okay, this movie was released on the twenty first of November, nineteen ninety two. Okay, any idea? No. It was the second highest grossing movie of 1992 and grossed a total of $411 million. Oh, that's a lot of money. Yep. 1992. What came out in 1992? Death Becomes Her, A League of Their Own. We've already done them. Okay. Death Becomes Her made about a fourth, a quarter of what this movie made. Aladdin. No. That was the highest grossing movie of 1992. All right. Moving on. Director was Mick Jackson. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the other second highest grossing film of 1992 yeah, wasn't Aladdin. Wasn't Aladdin. Other people uh, considered for the female lead of this movie were Olivia Newton-John, Madonna, and Janet Jackson. The bodyguard. It's a bodyguard. Oh. And then the next thing was starring Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. <laughs> so if you didn't get it by that. The other fact is it's the highest selling soundtrack of all time. Perhaps. I would have given that. Mm. On Is there something more recent? You well, think? I thought, I think, I don't know. I thought Saturday Night Fever was higher, but we can look that up. Okay. We'll add that to the we'll next episode. Yep. Oh, okay. So the bodyguard. Oh, that's good. And I... Should we do a known for? Because I don't know if we can do a Starship Troopers to this six degrees. Would have been very different with Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine her singing that song. She would have done... She would have done another song. No, she would have done it more country, like, because it was Dolly Parton's originally. Well, they would have done completely different songs. That's true. Do you know they're making a new one? Yep. We'll talk about that next week. We're doing a known for... For who, the bodyguard or for Starship Troopers? No, we're not doing Starship Troopers. Kevin Kevin Costner. Because Whitney's probably only done four movies. Yep, bodyguard one, two, three and four. Um, That. I'm going to do that. 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 And I hope you're enjoying this at home. And then that. Um, One more of him. And then that. Uh, Uh... all right, and I've just pulled that one out of nowhere. Oh, no, no. Ooh, last minute change. All right, I'm ready. I am ready. Am I looking it up or you? I'll look it up. Hang on, I got it. No, I don't. I'll do it. I've got, I've got <laughs> IMDb open. I actually went to my uh, browser history, which is not safe for the podcast. Kevin Costner Kevin is Cosner. the first... Is the first Costner that comes up. I mean, Kevin. All right. Known for. I said, number one, Waterworld. <laughs> number one, I said Field of Dreams. Yep. Which is not in his top four. Oh, okay. Right? Then I'm out of that. T- Actually, 
read the top yeah. four out. That's the way we should do so it. So in first place yep. is a movie called The Postman. Oh, you're kidding me. I've never I had heard that of written. that movies. You know, he rides a horse and delivers mail. It's very thrilling. Fucking hell. No, do you know what I wrote? I wrote Postman in the fourth spot because I was like, oh, I'll just pick something random. But then I was like, no. What did you change it with? Yellowstone. It's going to could be a bad choice. Well, I think the whole thing's a bad choice because you've already told me there's no field of dreams. Uh, known for, first one, Postman. Okay. Second one, Dances with Wolves. Nope. Which I had second. I reckon I've got zero. I'm just going to say it. The third is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Nah. Which I had fourth. He's done so many movies. And fourth was Bodyguard, which no, I had third. I got one. I had them in the third spot. I had Waterworld, Field of Dreams, Bodyguard, Postman. I crossed out and wrote Yellowstone. Why are you going to write Yellowstone? Because they do TV on IMDb as well. Yeah, but it's Kevin Costner. But it's hit the biggest thing that he's doing at the moment. Yeah, but it's not about at the moment. No, I know, but it, I just thought, oh, people like it. People will look it up at the moment. Postman. Yeah. It's, I've never heard of that movie. All I know about it is that it's in olden times and he rides a horse and delivers mail. That's that's legit what you've described as the poster. And shit, is, and shit happens. A nameless drifter dons a postman's uniform and bag of mail as he begins a quest to inspire hope to the survivors living in post-apocalyptic America. Oh, so it's not an oldie times. No. It's another post-apocalyptic. So he did post-apocalyptic water and he did post-apocalyptic land. Yeah. What's he delivering? Old letters that people sent pre-apocalypse that never made it because the apocalypse Tom, happened. Tom Petty's in it. Oh. If I knew a Tom Petty song, I'd sing it right now. Free Falling? No. <laughs> I'm going sing, to sing us out with the bodyguard. Although for copyright, do I have to wait till next week to do that? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Watch The Bodyguard uh, this week if you want to keep up to date. But that was our review of Starship Troopers. Um, I can't believe I crossed out The Postman. Because it would have given me two points and I would have ended on no, three points. You would, it would have given you one. Oh, was it in not? It was anyway. in first. I got would four anyway. You still would have lost. Okay. All right. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed, followed, reviewed, all of that stuff. Uh, enjoy Whitney and Kevin this Jeez. week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment. For more of Odd Socks Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash two drink cinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. Cheers.